From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. It is another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Breaking down everything in Districts 5 and 6. That's all part of the eastern part of the state. Uh, the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com is brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. Uh, Lance Taylor rocking the uh, Pure Adrenaline sunglasses, as always. Lance, how was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. I actually went down to St. George, Utah. We got in a little bit of the sunny weather, but I, I heard it was really nice back here in Idaho as well. So, yeah, we've been treated we'll to some it. unusually nice weather uh, the last week or so. Yeah, so. we have. And you're, uh, you did the Montana thing. Yes. And uh, now here we are kind of back to the grind. So we took a week off uh, from the prep cast because of the holiday and because we reached the end of the fall sports season seemed like a natural stopping point. But now we're back into it, Lance, and we're going to be here uh, all winter long to check in on what's going on uh, with basketball and wrestling because the beat doesn't stop, does it? No, it does not. That's right. Uh, now, before we officially turn the page on the fall sports season, let's let's quickly revisit what happened two weeks ago, because we actually did have uh, several football teams that had a nice championship showing. Of course, Rigby won the 5A title over Highland in a game that honestly was was never close. Um, and then Skyline went all the way to Moscow up to the Kibbe Dome and uh, beat Sandpoint basically on their home turf. Um, so for Skyline, back-to-back champs, Rigby, their second title in the last three years, and the dominance of East Idaho continues. <laughs> yeah, it ended up really good, you know, and, and especially when you consider as well that you had a District 5A, uh, you know, you, which is also in, in East Idaho. You had Westside win it. Uh, Firth played them. Sugar uh, in a double overtime game went down to Weezer. So uh, 3A was represented in the state championship game um, as well. You just uh, there were some, you know, Oakley, uh, you know, ended up winning. Uh, but I, I think um, I, I don't know necessarily if any of us were surprised at who won it. Um, I think we were surprised with some of the seasons that teams had, for example, Skyline. What a great job turning that season around. You know, they just had some some real struggles at times during the season and ended up turning it around and winning another state championship. You know, Rigby, we felt was kind of there all year that they, they were kind of the team to beat almost in five, eight during the regular season, at least, you know, and there were some questions when they matched up against Meridian, you know, in the state uh, playoffs of how well they were going to do, but, but uh, wow. Uh, kudos to East Idaho. Yeah. I, I, kind of forgot about west side because they played on thursday they, they played so early in the proceedings that my, my head was just kind of wrapped around what happened on friday and saturday but you're right west side will actually carry a 32 game winning streak into their season opener next year which is just that's impressive yeah and they re- returned some key players they could be very good again next year as well Definitely. Well, uh, I know people are, are very interested to know who won our bet, Lance. We we made our predictions for all of the semifinal games uh, in the state of Idaho uh, for football. And we, we basically said the loser is going to buy dinner and, and basically at Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, after the semifinal round, we tied. Basically, that's where we're going. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah that okay so buffalo wild wings loser buys dinner uh after the semifinals we were tied we, we were dead even so we're like let's roll this bad boy over to the championships yeah. and uh see who wins there lance wins the bet by a single game it came down to skyline the last time i will ever doubt skyline in my life yeah, it did. It, you know what? It was tight the whole time. We we were both wrong on some. We were both right on some. Uh, and both of us overall were more right on the ones than we were wrong. Uh, and we had a lot of games in common as well that we had chosen, you know, who we thought would win those games. But it did. It came down to Skyline. And, and, and let's face it, uh, because of some of the struggles that Skyline had during the regular season and because of, of uh, the great play that Sandpoint was putting up, you know, particularly towards the end of the season, um, picking uh, Sandpoint wasn't a bad pick. Um, you know, you, you had picked them, and I, I just felt the skyline had finally come around to the point where uh, they were going to be really tough to beat. But, but uh, you know, what I can say is kudos to the high school athletes. This, this is in the 12 years that I've been back in Idaho, the 12 seasons, this is the best playoff round I've ever seen. Yeah, top to bottom. It was a really fun postseason yeah. for sure. And uh, for Skyline, you know, their defense uh, carried the day again. Yeah. Second half shutout against Sandpoint. Yeah. Um, and so for Skyline, you know, people think I hate Skyline because <laughs> I never picked them to win anything. And I was always like, yeah, they looked good, but there was always a but. <laughs> I don't hate Skyline. I really don't. I, I was so impressed with Skyline and how they were able to win especially traveling all the way up to Moscow. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I'd seen them in person and they just had tended to start a little slow, you know, played down a little bit. They, they always rallied though, right? It never cost them a game in sure. the playoffs. And for that, you know, I credit coach Berger, Scott Berger, the sure. head coach and in, in that, and that staff. And, and obviously they have great athletes at skyline as well. Sure. Sure. So you're not an anti-Grizzite. No, <laughs> I want to make it clear on the record. <laughs> I am not an anti-Grizzite. In fact, uh, I think in, in both boys and girls basketball, uh, Skyline is going to be pretty pretty good. And it's going to be fun to watch them compete on yeah, the basketball. I, I've actually had a chance to watch uh, to watch their boys play in the Jamboree as well. So uh, uh, their, their Jamboree, as it is every year, just rotates locations. But it's um, uh, Skyline, Sugar Salem, and West Jefferson. And so I had a good opportunity to watch uh, skyline early on. And of course, uh, you know, they're going through some of the same struggles that sugar is in the sense that a lot of your basketball players play football too. <laughs> and, and tryouts had already started <laughs> before the state championship games took place. So, so, uh, you know, you, you only had, like sugar hadn't even made their cuts yet. So they had like 20 kids dressed for varsity during the, uh, jamboree <laughs> because they were still making cuts. They still needed to see players, you know, and, and stuff and skyline was going through a bit of the same thing so uh but you know what those are things you'll put up with <laughs> yes for sure one last note on skyline and then we'll move on to girls basketball we'll, we'll probably start with skyline uh <laughs> i want to i want to mention uh an email i got from lynn uh Fureman. and uh lynn uh, emailed me in to just highlight again this was a young skyline team especially on the offensive line uh two freshmen started yeah. on the offensive line for skyline you paired that with uh a great junior in Tui edwin i mean i mean skyline's offensive line is is going to be good next yeah, year they are. so in that, fact, that was, really, for the next three years uh you know skyline 
really has a chance to stay top dogs. Now, obviously other schools, you know, step up and things like that, but, but it is not out of the realm for them to kind of um, dynasty <laughs> over the next <laughs> few years. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. So congrats to Skyline, congrats to Rigby. And wouldn't you know it, those are kind of the teams we're expecting to do well in girls basketball this year as well. Lance, if you look at the, the 5A girls basketball standings right now, Who's leading? It's Rigby. They're 4-0. They're 1-0 in the conference. Uh, yeah. They've got such a good program there. They've got a uh, new coach this year, Todd Barber. Yeah. Um, but, you know, more of the same from Rigby, girls hoops. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and Rigby always tends to be tough. You know, when, when Clyde Nelson, um, you know, of course, he'd been coaching college basketball for years when Rick's College had their programs. And and when they dropped their sports programs, he went over and coached the girls at uh at Rigby and, and brought a lot of success to that program. Uh, succeeding coaches brought a lot of success and they're having it again this year. Right now, Rigby from top to bottom in their sports is going through a very, very good period. Yeah. Uh, Rigby led by uh, Kylie Danzi and Miley Graham on the basketball court. Right on their heels, though, is Thunder Ridge. We saw how good uh, the Titans were last year. Um, they've got probably the best one-two combo in terms of returning players in Aspen Caldwell and Kennedy Stenquist. Here's the interesting thing, Lance, about the, the 5A High Country Conference. Uh, three of the five teams uh, have new coaches this year, right? We Yeah, they do. Todd Barber at Rigby. Luke Sutton takes over the Madison program, and Aubrey Callen is the new coach at Highland. So a lot of new blood in the conference this year. Yeah, and that Madison program had not changed leaders for years and years and years. And, uh, uh, you, you know, it's, it's always, you know, it's kind of like their boys went through it a couple of years ago after Hawkins stepped down. You know, Hawkins had been there for, I think, 28 years or 27 years um, as their coach, you know, and there's always some changes that you go through. There's some good things that you're able to keep. There's some changes that you're going to bring into a program as well, but, uh, uh, either way they are, uh, they're, they're very, you know, I mean, I mean, the conference is exciting. It's really exciting right now. Yes. Okay. So Lance, I, I, I couldn't even get that right. Four of the five teams have new coaches. Idaho falls also has a new coach this year. Um, in Shane Seeley. So That's four right. of the five That's teams right. have a new coach. That's crazy. That's right. So 5A, we we think Rigby, Thunder Ridge, um, going to be duking it out all year long. Madison yeah. may be a chance to, to break into the fray there. Uh, the 4A High Country Conference is, I, again, kind of shaping up to be Blackfoot and, and Skyline, I think. But, but Bonneville also has played well out of the gate. Well, Blackfoot, I, I, I'm telling you right now, it's really is going to come down to who's going to be able to compete with Blackfoot. I mean, Blackfoot is good. Very, very good. I don't know if you saw the score that they put up on, on Madison, uh, but Blackfoot is fantastic. And, and they, of course, Blackfoot, the defending 4A state, state champions. champions right. And they really return. Like they're they're starting five essentially from a year ago, right? Hadley Humphreys, who I'm not sure there's anybody in four A that can handle what she can do inside. She is a double double machine. I mean, it was pretty common for her last year to get 20 points and 20 rebounds in a game. Yeah, yeah, not uncommon at all. I mean, they opened up their season beating Madison 60 to 26, and then you talk about how good the the Thunder Ridge team is. Now they beat Thunder Ridge, but Thunder Ridge made it a game. 63-57, just a three-point game. And so, you know, you look at that, and that tells you right there how good Thunder Ridge is. But they beat Century, holding Century to 13 points. 
55 yes. to 13, you know, held Idaho Falls 53 38. And that was a pretty decent showing for Idaho Falls, I, I felt. Uh, 64 32 over Shelly. This Blackfoot team, I don't know uh, what the answer is to figure out the Blackfoot riddle for any teams that are out there this year because it is a tough riddle. Uh, yes. Uh, they're, they're, uh, we mentioned, uh, Hadley Humphreys inside. Izzy RV is back to run the show at point guard. Prairie Caldwell was the MVP of the state tournament the state last tournament. year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keanu Wright is a great post. Uh, SB Vergara is back. I mean, and, and they've got a great coach too. You know, uh, former Blackfoot standout, Ramey Odom. Back yeah. then, she was Ramey Beck. Uh, yeah. And then she went on to play at Air Force, Lance, where, her, you know, her name is all over the, the Air Force record books. That's right. That's right. She played uh, She played at, at the Air Force Academy in the Mountain West uh, and, uh, you know, did, did a great job. And we've got we've got some really good, you know, there's a lot of good coaches around the state right now who are ex-ball players at the college level as well. You know, you, you go out to Burley, you got that same situation out of Burley. Uh, who, who's going to be another good team this year, you know? Uh, is Burley, but boy, Blackfoot, I'll tell you what. And I use this example a lot, but it, it, if I'm putting money down in Vegas, um, I am not betting against Blackfoot in any game this year. As I look down their schedule, as long as they have the group they're with right now, I don't see a loss on that schedule. <laughs> you know, as far as uh, now, it doesn't mean they can't lose. But I think a lot more stars have to align for their opponents to beat them than have to align for Blackfoot to beat their opponents. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Blackfoot looks so, so talented. And it's, it, you know, people forget last year, Blackfoot had to win a play in game just to get to state. That's right. And then they rattle right. off the title. Um, that is because Skyline defeated Black. I mean, that was such an epic yeah. series last year between Blackfoot and Skyline. Skyline, you know, coming into the season, uh, we thought that, okay, this is going to be a team that's built from the outside in with yeah. Maddie Olson, yeah. who's such a great talent. She committed to play basketball at Montana State University. Well, she suffers an injury during soccer season. Yeah. She isn't she isn't available at all for Skyline this year. And so yeah. now and for, for head coach Ty Keck, they've got to build almost opposite from the inside out because Taylor Thomas now is kind of the focal point of the offense and she's a great player down low. Yeah. And I'll actually have an, uh, I'll actually have an opportunity to see uh, skyline uh, sugar Salem happens to play there this week. Uh, I'll have an opportunity to see skyline. So I'm, uh, I'm inter interested to kind of see the eye test, you know, uh, with skyline and how they are, you know, and you talk about, you know, that epic series last year between them and, and Blackfoot, how great that was. And then, of course, they met up opening round of the state tournament as well. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, that was, uh, you know, you hated to see that. But that could happen again because, you know, with Max Preps and, and, and different things, we that, that could very well happen. That's not uh, the most unusual thing. But it, it was uh, unfortunate to see that happen at first round because it, it could have made a great championship game as well. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I that happened to the Skyline boys basketball. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they're not a big fan of the predetermined bracketing. I know that. Um, otherwise, in the conference, you know, Blackfoot is the heavy favorite. Skyline, we think, will take second. Bonneville had that great run two years ago. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, they're pretty much starting from scratch. They they lost all the players from that team. Yeah. Uh, they have a new coach in Mike Herrigfeld this yeah. year. Um, we'll see how they do. They they've looked they've looked good early. 
Hillcrest has a great player in Macy Larson. It's what about the pieces around her? Kind of the same thing for Shelly with Brindley yeah. Cannon. It's can those complementary players emerge as well? Yeah, it's always tough when you just have one really standout player, you know, uh, because it allows team teams to game plan uh, for that individual. You know, when, th when things are spread out and you have others picking up that load, it's a lot tougher to double team somebody, you know, to drop off of people. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see, see what happens there. You know, oftentimes what you get, um, and I think what those two programs are, are going through this year, speaking of Hillcrest and, and Shelly, is you, you kind of hit a place where now you have fewer basketball players and more athletes. And, uh, and, and so that kind of limits the amount of scoring you can do. Oftentimes you have to look as a coach and say, hey, let's be realistic. We have the firepower to kind of put in these many points a game. And if a game gets over this amount of points, we're probably going to struggle to win those games. Uh, so you really have to gear defensively as well. And then uh, if we transition to District 5 in, in the 4A ranks, um, Century, of course, has been has had such a stranglehold on, on that conference. Um, but they're down a little bit this year. They did lose some incredible talent to graduation. And so the door is open for a team like Preston to maybe sn not sneak their way in, but to take over the, the reins of the conference. Yeah. And I had a chance to see Preston last night, actually in an overtime game with sugar Salem, a uh, very, very good game, very good team. The ward girl is college level uh, talent. And uh, I was very impressed with what Preston brought to the table. Uh, they dropped down by about 18 points early. And, um, uh, you know, a lot of missed layups, things like that. So, you know, shots that if you give them 100 of them, they're going to probably make 99, <laughs> you know, out of those that just weren't falling in at first, but ended up, uh, ended up doing very well. Uh, they started their season on a loss to a very good Burley team, 39-48. Uh, um, so, you know, single digits there. They beat a good Soda Springs team last night, beat Sugar Salem in overtime, a very good Sugar Salem team. So, uh, you know, Preston's one to watch for. And uh, another nice development in that conference is Pocatello. You know, Pocatello is a team that went 1-20 and 20 last year. They're 3-2 and two to start the year. They've tripled their win output from That's a year right. ago. Well, uh, Pocatello High School in general is on an upswing right now uh, in, in their sports. They, they should be good in boys' basketball again this year and uh, and you know the girls basketball picking up those wins earlier on early on in the season particularly when you're coming off that bad year and the mentality is not a winning mentality sometimes when that happens uh so Pocatello looking very good their football team of course did did good this year Pocatello is on that upswing um and it'll be interesting to see how the season plays out for, for uh, I almost said for the Indians but for the Thunder <laughs> that's right uh the Thunder uh Pocatello's got a really good coach Sonny Evans she is yes. the wife of former Idaho State men's basketball coach Bill Evans that's right. um she knows a thing or two about coaching so yeah she does she does and, and about handling players too you know that's one of the things where veteran coaches really I think uh, can shine, you know, a lot, a lot of your young coaches and stuff, they'll have great X's and O's, you know, their X's and O's will probably be as good as anybody's, but your ability to handle players and personalities and get people to work together, you know, that's a, that's always a, a big thing that a lot of veteran coaches bring in. In fact, I even look at that in the NBA, you know, I look at Phil Jackson, I look at Steve Kerr, you know, when Phil Jackson was playing, his, his X's and O's weren't all that special. You know, it's uh, in fact, we saw when Michael retired, <laughs> that that first time what happened to their record um his ex and those aren't that special but he's a fantastic ego manager and he can get egos to play together and play as a team and i think that's what steve kerr has brought to 
Golden State Warriors. You know, I mean, we saw it happen last year when he didn't have all his horses on the floor. Well, his X's and O's when he has to play with the same players everybody else does are not that special. Uh, they're the same as everybody else's. But when he has uh, a lot of big egos together, he's a great ego manager to get them to play the game together. And yeah. I, I think that's what Evans brings to uh, Pocatello as well. I'm not saying those girls girls have big egos. I'm saying her ability to read players is going to be beyond an entry-level coach. Well, it's been fascinating to watch their development because this is a team that is kind of learning how to win at the varsity level. They've been young for several years now, and so it is It is nice to see uh, them kind of putting it together. If we move to the 3A ranks, let, let's start in District 6 where, you know, everything's as clear as mud lance south fremont's three and one teton is three and one sugar salem is two and one yeah yeah and you know that's a, that's going to be a very good that's going to be a very good conference this year uh you know when you look at overall athletes teton might have the best overall athletes in that i'm not saying they have the best basketball players but but they are extremely extremely athletic coach coons out there has a group that uh i mean I, I remember looking at these kids and thinking man i'd love to have them on the track team during the spring because they're that type of an athlete you know so it'll be interesting uh to see how that conference plays out and that that conference might be the best defensive conference at 3a in the state because of the high level of athletes that they have yeah uh, i mean sugar is the favorite um they have Haley Harris, Meg Fillmore, Kennedy Gillette, Olivia Crapo, Katie Miller, Natalia Need. They, they all yeah. played last year. They all did great. But, you know, South Fremont returns a lot of talent as well. Yeah, South uh, is going to be good this yes. year. It's not, not going to be a walk in the park. No. And, South and, and that's been a conference that often years it was just a, a matter of some teams not embarrassing themselves. You know what, what I'm saying? It was kind of a foregone conclusion who was going to win it. That's not the case this year. Yeah, uh, South Sugar Fremont. Is very back. good. Having said that, Sugar's very good. Yes, uh, South Fremont brings back a lot of talent. Riley Neville, Berkeley Yancey, Addie Hill, Josie Angel. Um, they the the question is, and it's the question that is posed to South Fremont in every sport is, we know you're good, but are you good enough to knock Sugar Salem off the perch? Yeah, right? yeah, and that's the hard thing, especially hard when you only have three teams in your conference as well. Uh, and, and, and I don't know exactly, I, I, I'll have to check. You might know the answer to this. I don't know if it's a single team gets into state this year out of that, out of the mountain river conference, or if it's a team and a half or a team and a quarter. Uh, uh, I, I haven't checked that for the year. I know for volleyball, it was just only one team out of the conference went, there was no playing game, which was unfortunate because South Fremont, their volleyball team was really, I think one of the best top five in the state <laughs> for girls volleyball and didn't even get a chance to go. Yeah, so it is just like volleyball. It's one and a quarter, Lance. So um, okay, well, see, in volleyball, they didn't even get one and a quarter. Oh, they uh, didn't. Uh, no, they just got one. They just okay. got one straight up this year. And so, at least if basketball is one and a quarter, you you do still have an opportunity to make it if you're the second place team. It's a tougher road, obviously, but you do have a chance. Yeah, I think the way that works is uh, second place from from District Six will play second place from District Five. Winner of that game will then play second place from somewhere else, like and, four and three, or yeah. I mean, I, I'm whatever look, it, it ends up being. I'm looking at the bids right now, and everybody gets points. So, like one point five from up north. 2.5 from the treasure valley 1.5 from the magic valley yeah. so every, like every league is gonna have a playing game of some kind it looks like so yeah well and oftentimes when you only have three teams you're you're fortunate to get that quarter even you know have to play a couple games to get in so 
Yes. So uh, all the teams in District 5 are in the same boat, Lance. Um, Snake River, kind of the favorite, right? Uh, They have a great coach in Jeff Stedman. They did lose Josie Stedman, but they have uh, Riley Edelifson, who is a great uh, lead guard. And the Panthers are off to a 4-0 start. Um, They played last night and looked really good. Yeah, yeah, they did. And of course, you know, their head JV coach, who's their their head assistant, you know, Cass Baldwin, a lot of experience, college ball player. Uh, He's actually a very good friend of mine as well. Uh, so he brings in kind of that that uh, college knowledge as well, you know, to that program to help assist Stedman there. Uh, they're going to be a very they're going to be a very good team. I, I'll tell you what, though, I've had an opportunity to watch Marsh Valley this year, and and I felt Marsh Valley's girls last year were only one big man away from possibly competing for a state championship. They were just a small team, and they are again this year, but they're good. If there was a league for five, six, and under, they would be the state champion. <laughs> <laughs> They're a very good guard-oriented team. They just don't have bigs. Yeah, uh, and they ran into some problems. They they've lost uh, to Sugar Salem already this year, fifty-nine to forty-four. They lost to Pocatello, fifty-six to forty-eight. Yeah. Um, so Mar- yeah, Marsh Valley will be a team to keep an eye on. American Falls as well. You know, they kind of are re uh, reloading. They they lost some talented seniors, but they bring back a couple of good players. So that'll be a fun conference to watch. Yeah. The, the game, the game we're going to want to keep an eye on, Lance, is coming up on December. I just had it. Let me, December sixteenth. Sugar Salem travels to Snake River. That yeah. could be the best team from six against the best team from five, and then they will return the favor. Snake River will go to Sugar Salem to kick off the new year, January fourth. Yeah, and I I think those are games that people already have marked on their calendar to look at because those are gauge games. You know, uh, that allows the other teams in your conference as well to look and to say, uh, okay, where does where does this team in our conference match up against this team in their conference? How have other teams done against that team in their conference? Because these two conferences play each other throughout. You know, I don't, I don't I, I'm assuming, uh, and I haven't looked at. It, I'm assuming Snake still has Teton and South on their on their resume this year as well, yes. and and it gives these teams an opportunity to gauge. But I think when when Sugar and Snake match up that is probably at least at that point of the season going to be the premier matchup. Yeah. Uh, South or uh, snake river already has a pair of wins over Teton and South Fremont. So yeah. looking, looking for the clean sweep against sugar yeah. Salem coming up uh, as we transition to the two a level Lance, I'm telling you right now, Aberdeen looks good. Aberdeen's going to be a tough, tough out this year. And Aberdeen's due. You know they're <laughs> they're due they're they're due to be very good. Uh, of course, they play in a in a tough conference too. You know, I mean, you got Soda Springs there, and you know how good Soda Soda is. You know, but but this year it's not going to be a walk in the park for Soda uh, because Aberdeen's very tough. Aberdeen is very very tough. Yeah, uh, Aberdeen only had one senior uh, off of last year's yeah. team. And so they bring back uh, Yasmin Ortiz, Courtney Phillips, Ellie Watson, Hope Driscoll. It's it's a good core to build around. Aberdeen's off to a 4-0 start. Now, again, with these prep casts, as we talk about basketball, they, they're somewhat time sensitive, right? A team that's 4-0 today could be 5-0 tomorrow. So as we're talking about teams and their records, by the time you're listening or watching this, uh, their record could have changed. So the best yeah, way yeah. to to always be up to date is to just check idahosports.com every morning. We're, we're getting the scores every night, updating the standings. That's going to be your best bet to, to be totally up to date on everything. So Well, and, and I've, I've had some chance to watch a little bit of film on Aberdeen. 
uh, just got sent to me uh, by somebody. And, and uh, so I watched it. One of the things that I think Aberdeen brings to the table is Aberdeen has an, abil- has an ability to be physical, which if you want to compete with, uh, with uh, Soda Springs in that conference, you have to be able to match, match their physicality because Soda is a very physical team. Yeah, and and Soda is off to an 0-3 start, which is somewhat surprising. Yep, it is, but you also look who they've played. Right. And, uh, (laughs) you know, um, there's a lot of colleges that got off to, uh, you know, 0-3 starts, but they were playing Stony Brook and uh, (laughs) Beaumont, (laughs) you know, places like that. And uh, they weren't playing a schedule like, you know, a a 4-1 or a 5-1 Gonzaga (laughs) has played, you know. Uh, And so, anyway. Yes. Uh, yeah. Look at uh, th- look at the schedule so far. Three losses to Preston, Ryrie, Sugar Salem. All three of those teams could easily be at state in their That's respective right. classes. That's right. They play Snake River. December first tonight. That's that's the we're recording this on the first Lance. They play Snake River. Yeah. They play Ryrie again, and then the big matchup to kick off conference play is Aberdeen on December fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right, and that's a home game for Soda Springs, and so that's a game that uh, uh, I think they look on their schedule and say, "Hey, we can win that." But 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 when you look and and see how tough they played Preston, you know, and a Preston team that that uh, you know took Sugar into overtime last night and won that game. Uh, you know, they played Ryrie, uh, a good Ryrie team. And I think Ryrie is a team that, that Soda Springs feels they can beat. In fact, I think when they step on the floor, they feel they can win every game. Uh, and then that eight-point loss to um, to Sugar Salem. And most of the game, it was actually a bit closer than that. Uh, that was due to some free throws at the end and so forth. So so they're a good team. And again, their schedule doesn't ease up. You know, when you look at Snake River coming up, Ryrie again, and then Aberdeen, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying Aberdeen's wins aren't impressive as well. You know, they do have that conference win over American Falls that is uh, that, that is up and coming. But, you know, Firth, not super good. However, Aberdeen did beat Ryrie and uh, and beat a good Marsh Valley team. So it'll be it'll be interesting. And then, of course, the other big question in the 2A ranks from District 5 is, What's Bear Lake going to bring to the table, right? They kind of uh, got hot at the right time last year, got all the way to the 2A state championship game where they fell to Melba in a close battle. Can can Bear Lake, you know, run the table again? We'll see. They're off to an 0-2 start so far, and they did lose a lot of talented players. But Yep, yep they did. And, and, you know, Melba lost some talent too, but Melba very well might be back there. They're a program that I, that I think they were coming into this year. They're planning to – reload rather than rebuild so uh you know there's gonna be some interesting things around the state with 2a yeah melba's good they've already beaten parma a 3a power uh, already this year so yeah melba looks good uh district six the nuclear conference in 2a basketball what do we think here lance ryrie of course is going to be good north fremont is always solid both those teams are two and two and i i really think um west jefferson always has great athletes also yeah, I mean, West Jefferson's always been in that mix and in that conversation. You know, they've won some fairly recent state championships too. You know, as we look over the last decade, uh, very good team. I I believe that Ryrie is going to be the team to beat. I, I think teams are going to have to prove that they can step up and, and compete with Ryrie once conference comes on a night in night out basis. And uh, right now, if I was picking a team to to win that conference and had to put some Vegas money on it. Well, I, I would put that. And let me just clarify again. I, I don't gamble. <laughs> I just use that as an example to, right. <laughs> to really bring out the point. But uh, 
Uh, well, I, I do gamble. I, I bet Mills at the Buffalo Wild Wings, but uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You're going to get us in I trouble. Win, I win Mills at Buffalo Wild Wings, <laughs> but, but, but I just, I, I would pick Ryrie to win that conference. Yeah. They, I mean, they've won the district five years in a row. Um, they've got a great coach in Jake Landon. Uh, they've got great players coming back. Certainly, um, names like Briar Newman, Maggie Ball. So yeah, I agree, Ryrie. But but I would I would say keep an eye on West Jay also. Yeah, yep, yep. West Jay could sneak up in that. You know, they could be the spoiler. Of course, we saw that in football this year. We felt that West Jay was, you know, they they weren't a threat to win it, but they were a threat, a good enough team to possibly spoil someone's party. And they yes. could do that in basketball as well. Certainly. Uh, 1A D1, 1A D2. These are easier lands because there's only one league for, for both of these districts, five and six combined. So uh, the high desert conference at the 1A D1 level, Butte County off to a five and zero start. They're kind of the favorites. Um, yeah. But, you know, Grace is the defending 1A D1 state champs. But man, Mania right. Clegg was such a, a talented post player last year. I'm just not sure how Grace will be able to, to replicate that success inside yeah yeah they're gonna have to have a lot of individual scoring from her this year uh, or i mean in, in individual scoring from uh, uh from, from the perimeter this year pardon me if they want to compete with uh uh with butte county uh butte's, butte's tough they're tough to get to the rim against um so it's going to be it's going to be interesting but but again butte's the one that i would pick in that conference yeah, how about this? Butte County went 18 and 6 last year, Lance. Four of those six losses came to Grace, twice in the regular yeah. season, twice at districts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I think if I'm picking winners of conferences right now, so we can look where we stand at the end of the year, I'm going Butte County. I'm going Ryrie. I'm going Sugar Salem. I'm going Blackfoot. And I'm going with Rigby. That's uh, that's who I think are going to come out conference champions. Now, things that could change, potentially Skyline, potentially Thunder Ridge, potentially South or Teton, you know, and potentially Grace. So we'll see. And and I think we both agree that Preston and Soda Springs uh, for District 5 conferences both look, look good. Um, yeah. I think I, I think I would take Aberdeen over Soda, but I, you're, you're, you're picking Soda, right? I am. I am. Okay. So, however, I've only seen game film on that Aberdeen. I've seen Soda Live. So, right. Um, another interesting fact about Butte County is they bring back this really good, you know, group of seniors: um, Kaya McAfee, Anna Knight, Emily Hansen, Mackenzie Gamut, Maddie Niffin. And then they also bring in a transfer from Alaska. Savannah Bird has come in. She was she was an all league player up in Alaska, and she and her family have moved to Arco or the Arco area. And so that's going to be a nice little addition for Butte County as well this year. Well, it, it, it is. And, you know, anytime you add a player that comes in who's had success, that uh, that adds strength to a program that's already strong anyway. Uh, and so, you know, as the season moves on, we'll see how that plays out in conference. Yeah. And for Grace, you know, it's 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 basically players that came off the bench last year that are now in the starting lineup and how they handled the uh, uptick in minutes could determine how Grace goes. Players like Tenley Walker, yeah. J.C. Christensen, Melody Stratman, etc. cetera. So um, and, and then Chalice is a team that's still kind of uh, rebuilding. But early on, Butte County five and oh, Grace two and two. Uh, those are the teams to watch out for. 
And then in the 1AD2 ranks, Lance, we've got this big, gigantic uh, eight-team Rocky Mountain Conference where in volleyball, you know, like five of the eight teams just kind of beat up on each other. And I have a similar feeling that that's how it's going to go in, in basketball when you look at Rockland, Mackey, uh, Ledor, Grace Lutheran, North Gem. I think all of those teams are all pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, I think they are too, you know, and, and Rockland is one of those teams I think goes into every game uh, thinking they're going to win that. They're uh, a lot of tradition there. Their girls have, have been very good. But North Gem, uh, North Gem's another one of those programs that all of their sports are kind of headed north right now. Uh, they're doing some good things and having some success. So uh, I, I think North Gem is kind of the uh, maybe my dark horse for that conference. Uh, but Rockland could very well step up and win that again. And, I mean, it bears out in the preseason coaches poll. Mackey and Rockland tied for first. Ledor and North Gem tied for third. And so um, that top half of the league is going to be really fun to watch. Mackey won the district tournament last year and actually got a worse draw at State because of it. Uh, yeah. Mackey had to play carry right away in the opening Open round. Up, that's right. Whereas Rockland got Mullen, who won a two-team league and was making yeah. their first appearance at State since 1986. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, either way, though, uh, Vern Nelson is uh, one of the great gems uh, of, of Idaho, uh, longtime uh, basketball coach at Rockland. Yeah. He's just a great guy. I always enjoyed my conversations uh, with Coach Nelson from Rockland. Mackey, of course, we talked about during volleyball season. Uh, Kesha Hale uh, does a great job. She coaches volleyball and girls basketball. That's right. At Mackey. That's right. That's um, right. You get a lot of cross duty at small schools. A lot, <laughs> yes. of, a lot of administrators that coach, too, <laughs> at small schools that you don't see at some of the others. Definitely. And, and Ledor, I think Ledor is a team that uh, people might be sleeping on. That's going to be really good. They have a second year coach in, in Janet uh, Pruel. And um, I think Ledor is going to be really fun to watch. They, this year. they very well could. The, the struggle that Ledor has, is I believe in that entire group, they are the smallest school in that smallest school size. I think from a student body standpoint, you know, and, and uh, oftentimes it's, it's tough to fill the competitive team. You know, when you when you when you have size challenges and, and stuff, but letter letter could be good this year. Yep. So players to keep an eye on. Uh Megan Moore uh at Mackey is a great post player. Um Brandon McAfee is another solid player. Rockland has Kearsley Boyer, who I always kind of equate to. She reminds me a lot of Kevin Durant. Um, she's kind of tall and lean, um, kind of has those long arms like Kevin Durant has and, and can play yep. uh outside and inside. Um yeah. and can defend outside and inside as well. Yes, Kearsley Boyer is probably the best all-around player in the conference. The Wilson twins, Addie and Taylor Wilson. Uh, at yeah, Rock it seems like Rockland almost always has a set of twins on their team. I don't know what it is, or at least a set of sisters, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, definitely. I, I, just, I just remember that about Rockland, you know. <laughs> when when Steve Hayes' granddaughter was playing down down there in Rockland, they had a you know set of sisters that were kind of some of their top players as well. And, and uh, anyway, just interesting. Yes, and, and Rockland won the state title just two years ago. Kearsley Boyer was the sophomore starter on that team, so um, they certainly have the potential to run it back. Danica Barfis at North Gem, uh, Mackenzie Mackey at Ledor, Emma Grayson at Grace Lutheran, also some players to keep an eye on as. Lance, uh, I, I like football, but I love the game of basketball. It's it's my favorite, so this is like we're in the sweet spot for me personally. Well, no no, no cold weather uh, announcing, you know. That's, uh, that's one of the good things <laughs> about basketball. Ball. Uh, you know, for both of us, it's a strength for both of us. Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to have some lively debates and, and conversations as this as this season moves moves forward. 
but it gives us a great opportunity. You know, we're, 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 we're going to have um, a lot of opportunities to see if teams pass the eyeball test because uh, we'll cover a lot of these teams. We'll see them as they go different places. And our, our opinion, just like football, could be wrong, uh, but it could very well be right, too. And so we'll see. It'll be fun. Definitely. So I think uh, maybe what we'll do next week is we'll start the prep cast by kind of just highlighting what, what stood out to us from girls basketball from the week that was, and then we'll dive into our boys basketball previews and kind yeah. of break down who's looking good on the boys side. And a friendly reminder, uh, you can also see all of this on our website, idahosports.com. We've got all of our girls basketball previews posted and we are working on the boys basketball previews this week and this weekend. So if you don't see your favorite team for boys basketball, just keep checking back. We're putting more and more in each and every day. So, uh, and, and then all the scores and schedules, just keep checking back. Everything really you just make idahosports.com your homepage and just set it and forget it. Well, not yeah. forget it, but set it and check it every day sure. um, for all the latest info. So, all right, uh, that'll do it for this edition of the East Idaho Prepcast, brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. For Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the games, everybody. We'll see you next week on idahosports.com.